Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm selected to and joining me is the Chesney Hawks of Belarus. It is the one and only. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> That's the worst one yet. <laughs> actually considered whether you might be too young to get that reference. No, I'd just get that and no more. Just. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Child that lived through the 80s, I would say, Chesney Hawks, then you'll definitely get that reference. If not, ask your father or your mother about it. <laughs> uh, so, how are we doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Looking forward to going through this weekend's Scottish and Belarusian games. Yep, uh, and we're going to have a wee look at an English game as well for the first time this season. Uh, we'll touch on that before the end of the podcast. As ever, we always have a wee look back on last week and your map record stayed intact and improved again. Another win, 15 out of 16 naps in Belarus so far this season. And it was FC Minsk that delivered on Friday for you. Yeah, so I flagged up FC Minsk quite early last week. And again, we got best price, I think, at 21 to 20. They went off just a shade below evens. And they defeated Garodia uh, 3-0. So, Minsk doing well at the moment. Good good result for them. And it kind of pushes them clear now of the relegation places. And I think they can safely start looking upwards rather than downwards in that league. Yeah, we'll come on to them uh, before the end of the podcast as well there in your sites for this week. Um, and we were unlucky with a corner here and there on some of the other bets from the podcast as well. Yeah, just one of those weekends where a corner short, I think, in two bets with plenty of time to spare. So just the way it goes sometimes. But back this weekend and I really like some of the the, uh, games coming up this weekend. Yep. So we're going to have a look, as usual, at the Scottish Games and the Games in Belarus. And I have a question for you. What are you going to be doing at 7.45 on Tuesday, October the 6th? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Probably preparing for some sort of podcast or look at the weekend's matches. Who's playing? Is it Betfred Cup? How about Hearts v Inverness in the Betfred Cup live on Premier Sports? Oh, there we go then. Absolutely glorious. <laughs> I'll be getting involved in that. The carnage kicks off then, so put that Yeah, I think um, the Betfred Cup games, I'm really looking forward to these, especially the uh, Premiership clubs. The eight clubs in the Premiership are involved in the early stages and the group stages. Really fascinating to see how much of a fitness and readiness level they're at against sides who've been obsolete and not playing any matches in seven months, well, eight months probably by the time these games kick off. So, Pierre, it'll be really exciting to see what sort of markets we'll get and what the scores will be. I predicted, I think, back in, well, a good month ago now, we should see some pretty hefty cricket scores in some of these games. So, let's see what happens. It'll be interesting to see how many teams actually end up participating. I've seen, I think it was a something attributed to Barry Ferguson, who's the boss at Kelty Hearts, saying that it might be a struggle for them to participate in the competition due to partly, I think, the cost that it's going to be to run uh, regular COVID tests on their players. Um, so there's still a lot of mitigating circumstances around teams participating. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. I think, to be fair, at the moment, I think we're just taking it every week as it comes. Yeah. I don't think we can look too far ahead, actually, in terms of actually looking to, to football in November, December yet. I think we're just trying to get through September, and hopefully we'll have matches in October to look forward to. 
Yeah, and that's been highlighted this week in Scotland and probably a good place for us to start is the Kilmarnock v Hamilton game. Hamilton had a couple of players, I think it was actually three players, who tested positive uh, for COVID earlier in the week. Um, you flagged up Kilmarnock were a great price. I think they were, what, four to five to win at home? They were four to five to win the match anyway before the release about the Hamilton players having tested positive for COVID. So I think... I might have been interested in Kilmarnock at 4-5 to five anyway. Mm-hmm. But when I heard that news of them stopping training on Tuesday, I think it was, and them still being at 4-5, to five, obviously I've shared that on the channel. Um, I don't know how long we got 4-5 to five for before all bookies suspended betting. Not long. It wasn't long. It might have been half an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even, even as long as that. So I know some of the guys did get 4-5 to five on it. I certainly got 4-5 to five on it. Um, I think with Bet365, there's still no markets available on that match. Right, but they yeah. are 8-15, um with Skybet, which is obviously, um, one, very short. And secondly, it came back that they're not actually positive, those yeah. cases. <laughs> so I assume that being the case, that Hamilton will have a, a full squad to choose from. And we're kind of back to square one on that one again. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it anyway. Um I don't believe Hamilton are missing any players. I think preparation-wise, it's not ideal. Yeah, probably missed trained. a couple of days of training, yeah. to be fair, but I don't think it's a massive, massive issue um, in terms of they will have a full squad to, to pick from. Yeah, so there will have been people who have been on your private channel who will have taken that uh, 45, like yourself, and that's all well and good. Come on, look now, 8 to 15, and I'm not, I bet you would recommend at that price now. No, absolutely not. I would never touch uh, Kilmarnock in this game at 15. <laughs> and I think as well, Hamilton have performed pretty well recently as well. So um, I was keen on the 4-5 to five given the circumstances, but those mm-hmm. circumstances have kind of, the land's changed a little bit since then. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be touching Kilmarnock at 8-15. to 15. Yeah, we flagged up Hamilton last week at Levy. I think they were near enough, was it 4-1 to one last week? Can't quite 9-2 remember. to two, I think it was. So they're a similar price again now at Kilmarnock. They um, are, so they've beaten Motherwell away 1-0. Yep. Then gone to Livingston and won two one. And I think we said last week, I think Livingston were my lay of the of the season so far. I think we spoke about Livingston never being four to seven. Just a, mm. a shambles of a price really. Yeah. And I think you also pointed out that Aki's were really good value at nine to two, which they which they were. Yeah, I'm not advocating that they, they will go to Rugby Park and win again, but I think just the way this premiership is shaping up, I think any team out with probably Celtic and Rangers, uh, you know, trips to, to Ibrox or Celtic Park, if you can get any team at Port one upwards, then... Yeah, well, just a couple of points. So far in the league, anyway, the kind of top four sides are, as you'd expect, mm-hmm. the two Glasgow teams, Aberdeen and Hibs. Then you've got eight sides who are separated by just five points, and none of those sides in the bottom eight have won back-to-back matches. So clubs are very inconsistent, there's no decent runs happening. Um, and as we keep saying every week, it's really tough. Mm-hmm. Really tough from a betting angle, some of these matches. So the top four is as it should be. Um, but like I say, you could probably put a bit of paper across all yeah. eight teams below them. I think anything goes. It does. You know, totally, yeah. eight and, I mean, you probably uh, I'd need to have a look at the fixtures. But there's, as you say, there's only three points separating the eight teams. So that could be even tighter by the end of the weekend. It's probably um, the tightest start to a season I can remember. Yeah. Usually you've got a couple of teams that struggle and don't get any wins or pick up any wins. But at the moment, everyone's picked up at least five points so far. 
So I think we should start to get a better flavour for things in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully starting with a St Johnston win on Saturday. <laughs> uh, so do we want to go there next? That's just covered Kilmarnock Hamilton. I think the advice there is no bet at the prices at the moment. There yes. was value earlier yeah. in the week if you managed to get some of that 45. But no bet with Kilmarnock being so short. And if you really must have a bet um, and you're looking to find an outsider, then Hamilton might tempt a few at 92. Yep. Okay, so as you mentioned, St Johnson v Ross County, and I don't think this one's going to be a game for the purists, or am I being unkind? Very, very unkind. <laughs> <laughs> I think against Motherwell last weekend, we probably had the better chances, more of the ball, but I think Motherwell getting that early goal last weekend was great for them. I think, as you've said a few times, they've been chasing matches most of the season, and mm. um, been 1-0 down, 2-1 down. So they scored after four minutes, and they literally just shut up shop. I think they got four or five bookings as well in that match. So we're back on home turf. We absolutely battered St Mirren here, um, 1-0 <laughs> a few <laughs> weeks ago. I think we ended up getting something like 12 corners in that game. Ross County have obviously they won their first two games, but they've not picked up many points since then. But I think if you look a little bit deeper, I think they've been really unlucky in um, some of their matches. Obviously, they got battered 5-0 from Celtic last weekend. But even in that game, though, they had three or four really, really good chances. Yeah, some cracking saves, yeah. some good defensive blocks in the line. And looking through their other games, I'm wanting to get some stats on this, but I don't think anyone's hit the woodwork more than Ross County this season. So if anybody can get me some stats on the post of the bar being hit this season in the Scottish Premiership, then please let me know. Especially Ross Stewart, you seem to mention him week on week. And, uh, yeah, I'm his agent now, I think. <laughs> but he's not scored since I've been flagging him up, but he's hit the post four times, I think. He's had shots cleared off the line. He's getting two or three really good chances to match. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's only a matter of time, I think, before he finds a net again. But at home, I, I think probably for this match, there probably won't be much in it. Um, I think St Johnson at home... This is a match, again, we'll be looking to, to get three points from, especially after last weekend's disappointing result at Motherwell. But I think both teams to score looks a decent shout in, the, in this match. It's not a batch that I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be backing, but I was to pick a selection from this game, I think both teams to score um, could be a shout. Our problem is just getting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. We, we are creating chances, we're getting balls in the box, balls cut back. There just doesn't seem to be anyone there. Yeah. So, But I think we're more than capable of scoring and having watched Ross County quite a bit this season, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them score too. Yeah, six of the last eight meetings between the two sides have finished level. Um, four of those six have finished 1-1. So that probably looks like your best bet in terms of a, a correct score for them. Yeah, I would say so. OK, we've also got Livingston, who travelled to Celtic on Saturday. Celtic won at St Mirren last night to move within three points at the top of the table and they can actually go top uh, with a win ahead of Rangers' visit to Hibernian on Sunday. Uh, should be a fairly straightforward win for Celtic, but looking at the previous head-to-head, Celtic have only taken six points from the last 15 against Livy. Um, don't think that will be reflected much uh, in how the outcome how the game pans out on Saturday, but um, just an interesting start that Lovey have actually been a bit of a, a tricky team for Celtic in the last they season. Too. They have, especially through Livingston. I think obviously yeah. last season it was a defeat and a draw for Celtic, and I think that draw came in the 93rd minute. Um, 
I think Neil Lennon had the old Alex Ferguson watch on to the fourth <laughs> official. But yeah, I think obviously Celtic one to nine to win this match. Um, you need to dig deep to try and find some value here. But I think you found a nice angle in terms of the corners, haven't you? Yeah, it's just something that we've discussed before in terms of Celtic games. They've well, you'd send me actually some stats just wait till I double check them. Conceded three or more corners and five out the last six. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. Livy are Livy are five to six to win three or more corners uh, at the weekend. And as we touch on the podcast quite regularly, getting three corners shouldn't be on the most teams in most matches. Um, we've also flagged up the fact that Hamilton won eight, was it, in the opening day of the season? It's he did, yeah. Um, so, yeah, in terms of value, if you're looking for some value out of this game, which is uh, you know going to be tough at the... the the prices that are available for Celtic to win, um, then Levy at five to six to get three or more corners could be worse bets out there on Saturday. I think as well as I flagged up, I think I flagged up this at the start of August or sorry, sorry, the end of August. Scott Brown got booked again last night. Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. I think we spoke about it pre-podcast um, last night. It's interesting that he's been booked five times in his last seven games for Celtic. Yeah, um, which is a bit. Unlike him, given the fact last season he only got six bookings in the whole of the season. So I'm not suggesting he's going to get booked here, but it's probably worthwhile keeping an eye out on him away from home. Yeah. He's quite a few bookings away from home, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's a strange one. He has a, a reputation, I guess, of being a hard player that picks up bookings, but actually the stats didn't bear that out last season at all, no. despite the fact that he would be the top of any list of any game that features Celtic to be booked. So... <laughs> At a terrible price, probably. At a terrible price, exactly. So there's very rarely any value in it. Um, I actually just wonder whether he might be rested at the weekend. I think time has maybe come for his um, transition out of the team to start happening. I think a few Celtic back fans would maybe... Yeah, I think a lot of Celtic fans would agree with that, I think. Um, yeah. And a game against Livingston at home might be the perfect opportunity to try and throw in some new blood and, and see you know what the options are longer term for a Celtic team without Scott Brown so yeah it's one that's worth flagging up again it's not one that you get much value on but um, it is a noticeable trend from the start of the season as just a number of bookings that, that he's managed to pick up mm. okay also on Saturday we've got Dundee United v St Mirren and I have absolutely no idea what oh. way this one's going to go um, <laughs> both teams now win less than three or four um, the United have had a little tough run of fixtures but Lauren Shankland is back for them um, and that might be the difference between the two sides on Saturday yeah you'd think so I think both sides have lost their last three but as you said, United have had a quite a tough game. They've played both Glasgow teams yeah. and they lost um, at Kilmarnock quite heavily. Uh, St Mirren as well have lost their last three. I didn't see their game against Celtic last night, but I can only assume they gave Celtic a game. It was 2-1, but I don't know how many chances Celtic missed or was yeah, there any value for getting a second. They didn't really threaten much after their early goal. To be honest, um, Celtic were in reasonable control without kind of ever getting out of first gear, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, a 2-1 defeat to Celtic's no, no embarrassment. No, and I think Dungeon United at home are 6-5 to win this match. And I think that's probably a fair price, to be fair. Mm. Um, St Mirren were obviously dreadful in their last away game um, in Perth a few weeks ago. So I, I don't think they'll be anywhere near as bad as that. 
But again, this match could go anyway. Looking at the corner markets as well, you're only getting eight to eleven for United to hit six or more corners, mm-hmm. which is a bit it's a bit short. I know that at home, Skinny. yeah, it's not it's not a great price. Um, I'd be expecting a little bit more than that to hit six, and they, they may very well do. But this is a big game for United. They've not performed well in the last four games. They've they've not scored in the last four games. They've conceded quite a few goals. I think United fans now are starting to get a bit restless a little bit in the fact that the team that they've got at the moment, I'm not saying they're calling it a championship team, but they haven't made many signings this season, have they? Mm. It's pretty much last season's side. Obviously, they've lost Shanklin to the start of the season. He's now back. Yeah. You'd imagine he'll start, possibly, on Saturday. Yeah, I think they've got half an hour at Ibrox. Yeah, he came on. He had a chance, actually. Um, so, he may start. He's obviously United's best... Um, option in terms of a goal um, maybe alongside Nicky Clark but mm-hmm. um, yeah it's not a game to touch just leave this match well alone <laughs> yep another no bet and on to Sunday and another one which I think looks really difficult to call is Aberdeen v Motherwell both sides in action uh, tonight as we record the podcast uh, in the Europa League Aberdeen was a tough trip to Norway Motherwell with a tricky tie over Northern Ireland as well so I'd be loath to make any decisions on this one until I see how results go mm. tonight. Yeah, I think five to six for Aberdeen's probably fair. I think Mother obviously got their first win last last week. Um, still bottom of the league, obviously, but still early days. Aberdeen four wins at a four in all competition. So yeah, I'd be really keen to see how tonight pans out. I think they're in for a really really tough match um, tonight, Aberdeen away to Viking. So. Not a match again to, to touch. And I, I, I guess especially as well, be keen to see how they both get on tonight. Yeah, I think Aberdeen are getting into a nice winning habit. Um, and if they win tonight, then I would say that bodes well for them to win at home on Sunday against Motherwell. Um, lose tonight and it puts a slightly different spin on it for me, especially if Motherwell pick up a win away from home and pick up some confidence, much needed yeah. confidence um, T- from defensively, another one in Europe. Defensively, Aberdeen will look pretty solid this season. To be fair, yeah. the big the big challenge for them though is scoring goals. They don't have a recognised goal scorer, and they're obviously they're, they're relying on midfielder scoring goals at the moment. Lewis Ferguson, McCrory. Um, I don't know. I think they might just nick, nick a a one 0 again on no, on Sunday. Another one 0 Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the way it kind of goes for them at the moment. Okay, and we'll end up with uh, a game that we do actually have a tip in, <laughs> um, and it's probably game of the weekend. It's Rangers' trip to Hibernian on Sunday, and uh, Hibernian as big as six to one to win this. Um, Rangers have only won once in the last five visits to Easter Road. Yeah, I think that, I still think six to one's probably fair. Rangers nineteen points out of a possible twenty-one. Just that draw at Livingston, the only blip in their season so far. And I think as well, defensively, a club record, seven consecutive league clean sheets, which is pretty impressive, to be fair. Um, not many teams will go the first seven games of the season without, without conceding a goal. So, can that change on Sunday? Well, I think Hibs obviously got a result last weekend against St Mirren. I don't know how much that St Mirren COVID issue impacted their preparation. Mm. I know that uh, Jim Goodwin said it's one of the toughest weeks he's had in football in terms of preparing for that match. So it's difficult to look into. And I I think I called it on Twitter this week. And please, Hibs fans, don't at me um, (laughs) after this. But 
I think they've been very fortunate this season so far, Hibs. They've got a lot going go, go their way. Um, I think the obviously got a last minute penalty against St Johnston. St Johnston got a last minute goal. Sorry, St Johnston got a goal called off, and and I think in the uh, in the first half, the um, right. yeah, incorrectly. Incorrectly, yeah. They've obviously got this break against St Mirren, who didn't have a recognised goalkeeper. They've had to bring Zamal in from Hearts. Um, so there's th- th- things that have gone their way this season so far for Hibs. Um, but I think last weekend, when 3 0 still, to be fair to them, it was still a really good result at, at St Mirren. Not many teams will go there and score three goals. Kevin Nisbet scored again as well, and it was good to see Boyle get on the score sheet. So I think if Rangers are to concede a goal, there's every chance it will happen this weekend. Yeah, I, I think Hibs are more than capable of giving them a game. It's probably Rangers' toughest test. I know they went to Bitorje, um first week of the season, but if memory serves me correct, I think Cosgrove got injured just a couple of days before that. Aberdeen were without Curtis Mayne as well. I think Aberdeen just didn't really turn up, um, whereas Hibs will be reasonably full of confident. They're still up there. They've actually got a chance to go level in points with Rangers if they win on Sunday. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that game, actually. It should, yeah, be, it should, a, be, good. should be a good match. Should be. And looking at the angle for this match, I felt that the over 2.5 goals was a bit short, 4 to 5. Given the fact that Rangers haven't conceded this season, I'd be expecting a little bit more than 4 to 5 for over 2.5 goals. Rangers away games, I wouldn't say they've been overly convincing. They've won games comfortably, to be fair. But I think out their away games, they beat Aberdeen 1 0, they drew at Livingston, and they only beat Hamilton 2 0. And it was 2 0 at half time. So, yeah, over 2.5 goals for this game, I would have liked to have been on, but I think the price is too short. And secondly, it's difficult to see them concede any goals this season so far. So, in terms of the betting angle for this match, it's a, a Greg corner special, really. <laughs> it's um, You're getting over 3.5 hips corners at 5-4, to four, and I think that's a terrific price. I really do. Hibs, this season so far, they haven't been battering in the corners, but they have hit... Um, four or more in all but one of their seven league games. They've hit five, four, three, six, four, six, and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've hit five plus in all three home games. So I think Rangers conceded their most amount of corners at Hamilton um, a couple of weeks ago. But I think, given the fact that one Rangers are playing tonight in European football, so it's not ideal preparation for any team playing on a Sunday. It's surely not. Uh, I still fully expect Rangers to win this match, but you'd have to fancy Hibs giving Rangers a bit of a game, as in you wouldn't expect Rangers to go and win this comfortably. And I think for me, for Hibs at home, obviously they win this match on Sunday, Hibs. They go joint top. Yeah, they're right up So they're right up the next right up there. So confidence-wise, they should be looking forward to this game. And obviously they're, they're fully fresh. They haven't played all over an eight-day rest since their last match. Mm-hmm. So I think four Hibs corners looks just a, an incredible price here at uh, five to four. And I'm happy to take that on. Yeah, and you flagged up before just the style of Hibs play. I know they've maybe not been scoring many um, in the last few weeks, but they've certainly got plenty of attacking options going forward, haven't they? They do. And when you look at their two strikers, Doidge and obviously Nesbitt, they need to get balls in the box. And I think that always helps. You've obviously then got uh, Boyle supporting as well. So certainly options there for Hibs in attack. Um, and I think if we can always get a couple by half-time, then it's got a really good chance of landing. And I think four, for me, is really good. 
Okay, so the bet on that is Hibs to win four or more corners, uh, five to four with bet three six five. That's the one. Okay, whilst we're still talking about Sunday, there's a game down south that I just wanted to flag up, and this was formed part of a discussion that we had after we recorded the Norwegian podcast last night, and it's uh, Liverpool's trip to Chelsea on Sunday afternoon, which should be a cracker. Um, and we discussed how vulnerable Liverpool looked at the moment, conceded three goals to Leeds last weekend and having a look back they've actually only kept one clean sheet since they clinched the league title um, they've conceded 16 goals in the nine games since and we're looking for some kind of angle to get on side with Chelsea to score on Sunday Yeah it's a market we kind of spoke about and I think obviously watching the game last weekend against Leeds it did look a bit suspect at the back Liverpool um, what you'll find with Liverpool at home is they're always going to be odds on and big odds on and what that tends to mean is you, you tend to get really good prices for the away side so if you get a good price for the away side what that means is the goal line of the away side first goal tends to be really high and I think you've spotted one um, for this weekend's game involving uh, Chelsea's trip to, to Anfield well it's actually at uh, Stamford Bridge at the weekend Stamford Bridge sorry um, yeah. which kind of gives me more hope um, that this might land uh, so Chelsea are 5-6 to score before the 51st minute given that Chelsea are 1-4 just to find the net I think 5-6 to six to score inside 51 minutes looks decent value uh, Chelsea obviously scored three times against them the last time they met albeit Liverpool won 5-3 but the game will also see Werner and Havertz make their their debut at Stamford yeah. Bridge, their official uh, league debut at Stamford Bridge as well. So, yeah, I like the look of Chelsea this season. I think Liverpool are vulnerable generally, but even more so at the back. They seem to have kind of took their foot off the gas significantly um, since securing that first league title in 30, 30 years, is it? Um, yeah, so I'm just looking for a way to get one side with Chelsea, and I think that probably looks as good as any. No, it does. I really like the look at that match and that angle, I think, as well. I think the, the team goal time market just doesn't get enough love. <laughs> it's a great market, and I've I've been using that market for for years now. And it's not a market you see people using quite a lot, but it's a nice little market in terms of trying to get an angle sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, especially depending on who's, obviously who's playing and what price you're getting. But I think we spoke about it last night on the Norwegian podcast. I think David uh, stepped up a goal in the first half for. Uh, Volorenga at home yeah. to Molda and obviously I think I've called out as well you can get 5-6 to six on a goal f- or Volorenga's first goal sorry before 43 minutes so it's just a, it's worth looking at some bookies do do it some don't Bet 365 tend to be the best one in terms of the goal time and the goal time markets so it's worth a look yeah, so similar here, Chelsea are even money to score in the first half but I think 5-6 to six to get them to score in the first 51 minutes when you've got that I guess an extra six minutes in the second yeah, half definitely. Uh, probably looks a wee bit more value. So that's just one for me to throw in at the weekend. Before we move on to Belarus, and there's a game on Friday at half four, and FC Minsk delivered for us last week, and they're hoping that they do again to make it 16, winning naps out of 17. My eyes about popped in my head this <laughs> afternoon when I saw this, and I got very excited. Um, so yeah, we backed Minsk last weekend at home to Garodia. And they comfortably won that match 3-0 at 21-20. So I do like to keep a track on teams in terms of the next match, depending on who they're playing. So they travel to Neiman Grodno, who are just kind of hanging on in there in third place 
um, a few points behind Bat Borisov now and uh, Shakhtar, who both won comfortably um, last weekend. I think 5-2 for Bat Borisov and Shakhtar crushed uh, the Tesk 5-0. Mm. So that was their first win last weekend for Neyman Grodno, I think in four. So it was a really important victory for them. Um, looking through FC Minsk's recent results, pretty impressive actually. They've scoring a lot of goals. Um, they're unbeaten in four. They've scored, I think, 10 goals now in their last four matches. And they also beat Neyman Grodno 4-3 in the corresponding fixture a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So Neyman Grodno travelled to Minsk, lost 4-3. Now, if you can kind of cast your mind back, um, Neyman Grodno went eight matches without conceding a goal, yeah. um, which I think was a league record, potentially, maybe matching Shakhtar's record at the start of the season. Since then, though, they've then gone on to concede 10 goals in their, la- in their la- next four matches. So, so they're, they're far from watertight, um, Neiman Grodno. And I think as well for Minsk, in terms of how they're playing, they obviously beat, as I said before, Neiman Grodno 4-3. They won 3-0 in the Cup, and they won 3-0 last weekend against Garodia. So 10 goals in their last four matches, which is pretty impressive. So I could not believe... Now, I know there's 14 points between these sides... Neiman Grodno are third and Minsk are 11th. But given how Minsk are playing at the moment, you're getting 11 to 10 for FC Minsk to score a goal here, which I think is just ridiculous. Ridiculously good. A really, really good price. I don't think anyone should be 11 to 10 to score in this league. No. And I know Neiman Grodno defensively this season have been obviously fantastic. They kept that eight clean sheets in a row. But since then, though, they're shipping goals right, left and centre. They, they lost another two goals at the weekend there away to uh, Root Brest. So I think for FC Minsk to score at 11-10 um, is a worthwhile nap and definitely worthy of us making it, trying to make it 16 out of 17 naps. Yep, it just feels too big. And the beauty of that one is it's a bet that will last the entire 90 minutes for us, you know, uh, and even if... Even if Minsk take an absolute kicking, all we need is just that one goal for. Yes, yeah, you know, I like this match. It's a, like you say, it's a ninety-minute market. Initially, when I looked at this game, I was initially looking at the first goal time for Minsk. Mm-hmm. But thesis five didn't have that market, so I checked to see what price they were to score, thinking it might have been like four to seven, probably just a yeah. curiosity. But to get eleven to ten, though, I think that's with Betfair. I think is it? Yeah, Betfair Sportsbookers currently eleven so, to ten. Yeah, it was 11 to 10 with Skybet, but they're absolute bastards and they've obviously cut that <laughs> within about 10 minutes of me sharing that on the channel. Um, I think it's even money with Bet365, but yeah, best price at the moment is the 11 to 10 with, with Betfair. Yeah, worth shopping around. Okay, so that's this week's nap in the Belarus. That's this weekend's nap for um, tomorrow, yeah, for Friday. Uh, and then on Saturday, two of your most beloved teams in Belarus, the Greg Browning Derby, shall we call it? Vitevsk v Belshina is on Saturday at 12. Yeah, so this match obviously jumped out straight away. Um, it's a match I can't not be on. These two sides have probably delivered... Of those 15 million naps at 16, I reckon they've probably delivered at least 12 of them between yeah, the two sides. Yeah. Uh, Boshina obviously started the season where our nap every week, delivering on week on week, and most recently, um, Vitesque. So in this match itself, I think Boshina lost a late goal last weekend, 
at home uh, to a really improving Islox team. So that was a bit disappointing for them. But they're back on the road. They travel to Vitesse, who fit eight, eight, seven, seven, and seven corners in their last five games at home. So they're hitting well over five corners a game, Vitesse. As we've highlighted a number of times this season, Belshina seem to do their best work in terms of corners on the road. Yeah. Um, high, high volume of their away games have seen at least five or more Belshina corners. So there's nothing flash with this one. I'm just taking 10 or more corners in this match. And that, that was currently even money when I shared that on the channel, I think, on Tuesday. Um, I think it's now 8 to 11. But there's very few bookies offering it elsewhere. But there will be uh, closer to the kickoff. So hopefully we can get uh, a bit better than 8 to 11 for those that aren't on it yet. Yeah, so again, some people will already be on it. Even money um, if they're members of the Telegram channel. But it might be one of those ones that you just try and pick up a price in the morning and try and get something better than, than 8 to 11. Yeah, you'll definitely get corner markets for this match, as, as it's match corners as well. Um, you'll yeah. definitely get them come Saturday. So this match kicks off at 12 o'clock on Saturday, a bit earlier than normal, which is good. Yeah. So it could be, a hopefully, a, a super Saturday. And in terms of each team's corner counts themselves, the test are a bit short, I think, at 8 to 11 to hit six or more. And Belshina are 8 to 11 to hit four or more which I don't think is too bad, given how they performed so far this season. Yeah. But I think it's a, it's a market, and it's two sides. I, I just can't not back this game for corners. Um, yeah. I think like, Boshina away from home as well definitely helps that they do most of their good work away from home. OK, can you just give us a wee recap then of your best bets for the weekend? Yeah, from, so from Scotland there on Sunday, we have Hibs v Rangers, and I'm taking Hibs to get four or more corners at... Five to four, and that's with bet three six five. I think Skybet are also offering a four plus at five to four as well. But given their choice, we'd definitely rather give bet three six five the money and get the wins yep. from them rather than Skybet. Yep. <laughs> um, next up, we've got on Friday, we've got FC Mins to score away at Neiman Grodno, and that is eleven to ten with Betfair, and that will be Friday's Belarusian nap. And given the way the, the fixtures have landed this, this week, Saturday's nap is going to be Belshina away to Vitesk, and I'm taking 10 or more match corners for this game. And that was tipped at even money on the channel uh, earlier in the week. And I think at the moment it's sitting at 8 to 11 in the sky bet, but hopefully markets should appear tomorrow or Saturday morning for over 10 corners elsewhere, or 10 or more elsewhere, Sonny. Okay, and I'm going to throw in a tip this week. I'm going to go for Chelsea to score before the 51st minute against Liverpool on Sunday, which is 5-6 to six with Bet365. Good stuff. So that's us for this week. Don't miss our Norwegian podcast that we recorded with David Weatherston last night. Plenty of tips on there for Elite Searing games on Saturday and Sunday and Oberstligen games on Monday from David. So that's always worth a listen. Um, don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. And if you want more tips like those that you've just listened to on the podcast, then make sure you join Greg's Telegram channel where he posts his best tips every day. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details on how to sign up there. As ever, if there's anything you'd like us to discuss on the podcast or if you have any questions for Greg then please do get in touch either at gamblertips on Twitter or at browning84greg. So that's us for this week. Best of luck with your bets, Greg, and uh, good luck to all the listeners. Yeah, thank you. Good luck. Cheers.